VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Every goal, every game, everywhere. The Times and the Sunday Times. Now with Goals. I'm Gabriel Marcotti. Don't worry. This is a real podcast. No ambiguity here. The preceding joke was written into my script by uh, my producer, Dave McGuire. Would one of my guests like to explain it? Silence all around. Anyway. No, yeah. Not your guests. Okay. Your the, friends. the voice you heard was Alison Rudd, and the French-sounding voice was Julian Lawrence. And they will be my <laughs> guests today. Rory K. Smith will be joining us a little bit later. You'll all be pleased to know we won't have to listen to him for a while. Anyway. So we're going to do things a little differently today. We're going to be taking a look back at the season gone, and uh, we're going to issue report cards because you're all dying to know, aren't you, whether Stoke gets a B plus or a B minus. As you hear in real time, I am uh, calling up my Premier League table. Okay, so this is this is how it's going to work. We will be we will be our special Premier League report card panel. I will be the chairman. Yeah. Allison will be the managing director. <laughs> stroke secretary and Julian will be oh the, you had to add secretary well secretary because you you're reading things to. and Julian you're, you're general secretary you're, you're like Infantino <laughs> was at UEFA or like yeah. the, the woman who's now there and uh, Julian you will be the committee member okay uh, so the way it's going to work is order order thank you Alison <laughs> will read out the name of the club starting yep. from the top of the table yep mm. and uh, she will give her her mark Julian will give her mark if I agree that will become the mark if okay. I disagree I will decide some sort of average or melange of your two marks. So is it A, B, C, and D, E? Uh, no, there's no E. There's no E. A, B, C, D, E, F. Because Riven Hart probably deserves it. Anyway, we don't, so we, don't, we do letters and not numbers, yeah? It's not like... Yes, A, B, C, D, F. And you can give pluses or minuses, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alison, would you like to commence to the com- team at the top of the table? Leicester City, A++. Ooh, two pluses. I don't know if that's allowed. It is, because some schools give them... Well, yeah, I, I, give, I would give uh, A plus plus two. Chair. Okay. Chair. Are we calling you a chair? What was yes, your name? Yes, you will call me. You will call me <laughs> master chairperson. Yes. Final score is A plus because we do not recognize plus pluses. It's just a way of making children feel better about themselves. <laughs> uh, Spurs, of course, had a sorry Arsenal. Oh, Freudian lads! Freudian lads! Trolling people. Arsenal, interesting one because, of course, they finished second. Fingers best season placement-wise in many, many years. Uh, not quite as good points-wise and not as good probably internal happiness-wise among the fan base. So, Alison, this one might be a little bit more challenging for you. It is challenging. I'm going to give them a B. B? Okay. I give a B plus, Master Chair. You guys are very, very generous. Um, really? Second in the so. table. And a bad year when they could have won it. I, I, I will go... I would go C plus to B minus. Well, no, think about it. Think about it. If Spurs hadn't lost yesterday, would you all be going like, oh, yeah, B plus season for Arsenal. They finished third. That's yeah, really good. Yeah, and the year when everybody starts. No, they fin- Spurs lost. They finished second. And C plus for a team finishing second is harsh. 
It is hard. They finished the second. If, if Bayern Munich finished second in the Bundesliga, yeah, you wouldn't give them a C plus. Yeah, probably. It's relative to the resources yeah, and relative Arsenal to have the never dominating the Premier League like Bayern have dominated the the Bundesliga in the last few years. And they never will because they're in a different country. Sure. Alison, proceed. <laughs> this could take a while, couldn't it? Tottering him again a hard. I'm going to give them an A. It was a dreadful last few weeks, but an A. Ooh, Julien, I give them B plus. All right, I give them A minus. So we're good. So A minus <laughs> simply because of the last few days, but it's less points than AVB. Yeah, they've had less points this season with Pochettino than they had in the year. They played AVB. better football than they no, did. No, no, with I'm AVB. just saying, seventy-two yes. against seventy, so third place. They've never really That's because you're in, in for this the last running. game. Yeah, but <clears throat> you know they didn't win the first four games of the season. Didn't win any of the four last game of the season. Just saying, I think B plus is is good. I gave. AVB and A++, if you must know that year. <laughs> Alison. Uh, Man City, B-. minus. That might be generous. That's very oh, generous. C. That's a C. Okay, I'm going to go even harsher. I'm going to say C-. minus. Doesn't the Capital One Cup mean <clears throat> anything to anybody? No. Southampton, A. Are they really fifth? Well, they Amazing, are, they isn't are it? for now. A. Yep, no argument. Yeah, hey, yeah, all right. Well done, the Kumin. <clears throat> well done, the, the German Canadian ice hockey player. Was it Kruger? Ralph Kruger. Ralph Kruger. Okay. <laughs> um, Man United. <clears throat> oh, they are difficult. Ooh. They are difficult. They are difficult. We gave this. Whoever did our grades in the uh, the game on Monday gave them an F. <laughs> which, right. which is quite <laughs> That's funny, really. That, I said E earlier. That was worse than me. <laughs> I'll give them a C minus. Julian? i give them a D minus. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, so yes, it averages Jer. out to a D. <laughs> Have that, Louis. Uh, West Ham, A minus. Yes, I like that. A minus <laughs> for West Ham. I like that. Okay, That's I'm on cool board grade. with that. A minus. So West Ham and Spurs get the same grade. Yeah. That makes sense. Alison? Uh, Liverpool. Well, it kind of depends on Wednesday night. A, if they win it and are in the Champions League. No, 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 League. this is for the Premier League. Premier Come on, League, biggest, yeah. best, don't, blah, don't blah, blah. start like... No. You can take into account it's context. It's context. Through. It's context. Because I think Klopp has had to... He has. He has foregone a lot of okay, then you what can is give, required you can give in the Premier League in order yeah, to get to two grades, cup Give two finals. grades and we'll take the average. You give your Liverpool under Brendan grade. Ooh. E. Okay, there's no E. F. F. Or D. Hang on, what, what do you mean there's no E? There's no, there's no e. You go from D. No, no, I don't give E's. Oh. We do in the paper. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not the newspaper. Well, they didn't fail. Fail, did they? So under Brendan, you can give them a grade under Brendan, okay, and they gave under Klopp. I give them a D under Brendan, and I can't get away from the context, so I'm giving them an A. <laughs> an A. An A under Klopp. Okay. So what's, what's that? You're just average of an A and a D. What's what's your yeah. opinion? Don't don't let her influence you. No, 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 no. I won't. I won't. I agree. Actually, I agree. I, I'm not so keen on the context, but I think an A and a Brandon, D. Yeah, you think Klopp deserves an A? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. All right, Liverpool, you get a B minus on how the much, season how, because you know what? Klopp or no Klopp, in the end, you play all these dudes nobody's ever heard of Ojo Stewart, whatever the hell, and then you you still finish like eighth. I mean, it's it's pretty. Look at all these crummy teams ahead of Liverpool. Yeah, but that's not just clubs. Clubs. So where, where, where were Liverpool under Brendan when he took over? Eight. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? Eight. Okay. So I don't have a problem giving him a high grade, and we averages it in with uh, with the uh, Allison shooting me daggers because yeah. I'm giving uh, I'm not showing Klopp enough love. So let's move on. Uh, Stoke B minus. Bit harsh. Yeah, B plus. I was going to say it's the best season ever, isn't it? Or just no, it's just the same, same as ever. 
Okay. Well, no, they don't have seasons like that all the time, do they? Same points. I'm yes, happy. I'm happy with the B plus. Thank you, Chair. We love Sparky. Yeah, we do. And Bojan. Okay, Chelsea F. Yeah, F minus. He doesn't <laughs> exist. Oh, well, what's after F? No, solid F for Chelsea. Uh, Everton. That's hard, isn't it? Yeah, I know. How do you evaluate those semi-final cup runs, which generated Oof, yeah. so much excitement? Three home wins. No, four home wins. <laughs> that's that's special. Okay. Uh, C minus. Yeah, C minus. I was going to say. Oh, you looked a bit. I was going to say D. D. Oh, yeah, I did think C about and D. D minus, C minus and D are quite close. D is just about failing. Proceed. Swansea because they have Gilfy A plus, but seriously, Swansea Gilfie um, C. 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 Mm. You're expecting to finish far higher, evidently. A bit harsh. Uh, B minus, I think, because yeah, B minus is about right. Watford. Now we're getting. Uh, it's getting existential because what are we marking here? Because as a club. It's kind of weird the way the season has ended at Watford. It's it's too surreal for me. And I don't like we'll it. We'll be talking about you Watford. Later, I know we but, will, yeah. but it makes the marking really difficult. But overall, trying to factor in newly promoted club stuff, stuff I'd give them lowest wage bill in the Premier League. B plus. I was going to say B plus too. B plus sounds about right. Might have been a little higher if QSF had bought into the system a little more and they hadn't tailed off so badly. Yes. Where's from? Where's from? Pulis. Pulis does Pulis. what he does, does what he does. It's been really difficult for us, Brom. The whole Berahino thing was very debilitating, but I think probably B minus. Yeah. I'm going to go B because of that monster that he unleashed in the last couple days, or in the last couple games on the Premier League, that 17-year-old kid. Yes. Leco? Like, Leco, wow. yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's England's answer to, to Leroy I mean, Sané. If, if Pulis couldn't see that, that one coming though, it would have been really, really I, sad. I think we have to give credit yes, to okay, Pulis okay, on this okay. one. The, the guy's a seventeen. Too. True, but like I could have seen Pulis like, well, why don't we wait for you until you grow to six foot eight and like bulk up? Like, no, he's just like, my God, like there is a football manager but inside I, me, and this guy's really, really good. I bet you he humiliate Chester at training though, so it, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's quite easy to see for anyone at training that he looks the part. Well done, Tony. Proceed. Crystal Palace. <laughs> It's a oh. hard one as well. Um, oh, come on, is it's it? Alan Pardew's yeah. not hard. They're 15th in the table. Yeah, but they had a really great start to the season. And they're in the FA Cup final. And they're a club that traditionally <laughs> yo-yo. I, oh, I'll give them a B. What? No way. No. That's, that's, that's impossible. That's not acceptable. That's, <laughs> all right. that's a Julian D. That's a D. a D. It's a D. Okay, I will give them a C-. minus. Uh, mm. You too... And that's without Ali, factoring Pardew. Alison couldn't be a teacher. No. So all the all the nice kids she, she would like, she, she couldn't give them like D's and F's. <laughs> very biased here towards your pets. <laughs> Bournemouth, B plus. Yes. I would give an A, but I will give I will go A minus with Bournemouth. Oh yes. I, and the only reason it's an A minus is that they actually spent a lot of money on guys and then they all got hurt and never didn't play. But I mean to be honest. It's, it's pretty remarkable and they tailed off a bit and I should remind everybody that when we did our predictions of the season at the start of this season I was the only one saying they would stay up yes I was definitely I definitely had them going down for obvious reasons Sunderland B B yeah yep B sounds right B because sounds they right. stayed up no, and is it worth marking relegated teams yes don't they all get F's because they fail no I don't, do I, I don't think do. Norwich when you can say like, three teams have to go down right yeah what's your grade for Norwich C minus I think they did yeah. what was expected. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. We thought they would be there at the start of the season. So Newcastle? Well, they actually made the last day exciting, didn't they? So let's give them a D minus. It's a D. It's an F because they went down in Newcastle or a Premier League club who should be up, who should stay up. 
And finally, Villa. Like an F minus minus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, can you get it like a Z or something? Congratulations to Leicester, Spurs, Southampton, <laughs> and Bournemouth. You all get A's. And uh, sorry, Newcastle, Villa, and Chelsea, you all failed. <laughs> Right, moving on. Our team of the season, as per our protocol in past years, so we don't get bogged down in endless stupid arguments nobody cares about. This will be the procedure. First of all, your formation, Alison. Four, two, three, one. Agreed. Okay, so there's no argument there on the formation. We will begin with Alison. Alison will nominate her person. If you agree, there's nothing to discuss, so we'll move on to the next person. Who is your goalkeeper? Uh, weirdly, this was the hardest, but I've gone for De Gea. Yeah. David De Gea too? I went for David De Gea as well. So it is David De Gea. <laughs> Who was your right back, Alison? Um, probably just Kyle Walker. I went for Hector Bellerin. I also went for Hector Bellerin. So, sorry, Kyle Walker. I, I don't mind that. No, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so just, you know, if, if you feel strong well, enough, no, you want to argue. lost his leg, and we feel sorry for Kyle Walker, who could have lost yeah. his leg he yesterday at Newcastle. Leg, yeah. But we digress. Centre-back. Would you do this as a pair? No, you can name name one. Okay, I think the, the least controversial is Alder Vierald. Julian? So I, I, I know you you wrote West Morgan, so I keep West Morgan. My other one was Laurent Koscielny. I'm going to go for Alder Vierald as well, because he's not French. <laughs> no, I'll go for oh. Alder Vierald. No, because then we we'll have too many Arsenal players already. Okay. So we're already way past our quota. Well, we've got one. Exactly. Oh, right. No, I, 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 think, I, I think when you think of Alder Vierald playing alongside Vimmer, you know, after Vertonghen went out, you look at, he went for an absurd period where he didn't even concede a foul. Spurs were generally good defensively before the Newcastle game. So, yeah, to me, it's, it's out of the world. Well done, <laughs> Alison. And the other one it has to be Wes Morgan. I mean, he's played every minute and he didn't get a summer off. Because I have a decision here. I yeah, can veto it Morgan. because I am the chairman. And I went for Virgil van Dijk, who, of course, was an integral part of that Southampton team. Scored at least, I think, three really important goals this year. Left back. Ryan Bertrand. Ryan. Interesting. I had a left back suggestion in my team of the season, which nobody agreed with, but and it was Charlie Daniels. But oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, you like I, him more than Ryan Bertrand, right? Because he's a former I Chelsea player. I thought about him, and I thought, uh, yeah, should we be hipster and go for Charlie Daniels? Oh, I would love that if Alison allows it. Yeah, and Alison says yes, so yes. it's Charlie Daniels. Charlie. Former Tottenham star Charlie Daniels, no less. Okay, you're two in front of the back four. Let's get the obvious one in first, shall we? Kante, Kante. Yeah. Okay, no argument with N'Golo Kante. Nope. The other player in front of the back four. Moussa Dembele. I put Dele Alli. Oh, we don't play him there. I don't play him there. I played him there. Oh, you don't play him there. Dele Alli gets in further up the pitch if you want him to. Well, I put Mesut Ozil as well. It's okay. There's too many. We told you, you've, you've oh, hit your quota of Arsenal players already. Saying. Yeah, I think it is Dembele. In fact, that's why I picked my team of the season too. I had these two. This is good. This is looking more and more like my team of the season. Amazing how I managed to get six out of seven of my guys in there. But okay. And then Deli Ali in the three. Deli Ali oh. centrally number ten. Deli Ali got to be. Ah, Ozil. No, no one is creating more chances than than Mesut Ozil. Yeah, but he does that beautifully. But Deli Ali does a lot of other stuff as well. True. No I'm, love for Dimitri Payet. No, that Payet can play wide. He's played mostly wide this season. And I think you can play Ozil and Ali in right, the same team. Right, hang on. Why don't we do the three together? Okay, so that so that it'll be easier. Because I'm assuming there's one we all agree on. I think there's the three. Then we okay. all agree. No, on. we don't. Obviously, the Ozil. Aren't. We had Mares. Yes. Yeah. 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 
Okay, so Mares is a choice. Dele Ali in the center then, if you don't want of my Meza. Ali and left. No, I'm putting Vardy there, because you've got to have Vardy there. No way. No. no, we're talking about proper football players, yeah? You cannot not have Payet in your team. I don't know, three Spurs players? Possibly four if you guys go no, crazy and insist on Kane? Don't look at the clubs. We can't do it with, like... Well, no, Otherwise, but the question is how good were they really if then their team, and you even had Walker in there if their team finishes third. No, but are we do a team of the season with just one player per club? No, this is fine, but I would suggest... You can't leave Vardy out. No. And you can't leave I Kane can. out. Okay. Golden boot Kane. So you put them both in. Okay, then why don't we go 4-4-2? And we'll have Vardy and Kane as our strikers. This is my this is my negotiated solution. Right, Tammy. right, because you can't leave Kane out, according to you. And then no. we have our midfield is Mares, so Kante, Dembele, and Dimitri Payet. So no Ali then. You cannot not have Dele Ali. Why are you so anti-French? You want Payet? No, I think you should have Mares, Ali, and Payet, and that would be incredible. But then Imagine you have the to creativity. either leave out the Hurricane or you have to leave no. out Jamie Vardy. Listen, between Vardy and Hurricane, there's no there's no match. Come on. There's no match. One is a proper football player. The other one is... Allison. I would have Vardy on the bench. Bring him on for the last 25 minutes when he has to do the, Allison, a lot of running. you get the last word before my last That word. team, Alisson, doesn't have Dele Ali in. You're not going to leave Payet, are you? Showing your big club bias? We've got Payet. Dimitri Payet. Payet's definitely on the bench. Okay, your choice is Payet or Ali? Ali. And Ali, you know, will be a great player for many years to come, whereas... Or Dimitri Payet, who knows? And Vardy, who knows Vardy? Who knows Vardy? Yeah. But it's okay, you want to be unkind, you want to pack the team with, with English players and, and Spurs players. And uh, All right, so this is your official game podcast team of the season, and wonderfully, with no input. You know that if we'd had Rory here, oh, yeah. there would have been many more French speakers, there would have been fewer Spurs players, Payet would have definitely been in there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, your team is in goal, David De Gea, Manchester United, across the back four, Hector Villarín, Arsenal, uh, Toby Alderweireld, defender named Toby, uh, for Spurs, uh, <laughs> Wes Morgan, Captain Morgan from Leicester, and your left back, Charlie Daniels, there's your wildcard choice. Hooray! Stop saying that we ignore small clubs uh, in midfield, N'Golo Kante, playing either side of Musa Dembele, and then your three are Riyad Mahrez, Dele Alli, and Jamie Vardy having to adapt to the wing, which, by the way, when he played on the wing, he was a lot less prolific, Alisson. Oh. Just so you know. It's because front, we love you, Alison. It's the That's hurricane. So. Well done, everybody. Who's our coach of the season? We need a manager for this team. Apart from you know, Who would you nominate Maurice. as manager of the season? I would nominate Mauricio Pochettino. I'd go for the pot. Okay, I think you guys are crazy, and I veto that, and I go for Claudio Ranieri. That's Just not, because that's you not wrote a book about him. What? I'm the chair. What? What <laughs> did you do with it? I, I, you, you're really going to say Pochettino? Yeah. Rory's there, so... Rory, hang on. Rory. Who's your manager of the season? Ranieri. Can I just apologise for being late as well? I was on the phone to Monchi. Oh, nice. as you do. Mar- as you're you discussing do. the England team with Monchi. Monchi yeah. is much more important than, than all right. three of you. Right, enough of this. Moving on to uh, events on a, events at Old Trafford. Now, I... Uh, I don't know where you guys were when you when you found out. I doubt any of you were, were at Old Trafford. I was on my way to Stamford Bridge. And, you know, when I heard about the evacuation, I, I freaked out. And then that story had kind of turned into, oh, a big joke. Let's all laugh at the stupid security firm by the evening. People were cracking jokes about it. And that's fine. People deal with things whichever way they feel they feel is appropriate. And maybe it's some sort of cathartic, cathartic thing. But it didn't make me comfortable. And I think we can laugh about the stupidity of the whatever the, this firm was. Aurori, are you comfortable with this yes, response? 
that we then all kind of have a giggle about it. Well, like you say, I think it's natural that people seek humour in stressful situations. I think that Twitter, which is generally where we all take our reaction from now, is <laughs> it has a kind of slightly snarky, basic temperament. But I think it is quite a serious story, even though it was it turned out to be a mistake. Whether whether it, it had been, I saw Piers Morgan saying to someone last night that that it was funny until we found out it was real. Even if it's a fake, it's not funny. It shows, A, that this is a genuine possibility. It shows that, for all that the police and the army and Man United reacted very well when it was found, it does raise questions why there wasn't a sweep before the game started or why there wasn't sufficient of a sweep before the game started. And I think it's another sort of salutary reminder. I don't want to come over as all kind of holier than now and serious and what have you. But it's another salutary reminder, especially down into the Euros, because of what happened in Paris in November and, and Brussels earlier this year. Another reminder that, that football is a target and we all have to be very, very careful. It's a reminder also that big organisations can be run quite pathetically and without joined-up thinking, because if you have a big security mock-up and then there's a security alert, surely somebody somewhere thinks that the two are connected. Let's think, let's think it through. It strikes me, without knowing every single detail of it, they went straight into operational mode without applying any lateral thought or logic to what was going on. But you probably don't want to take a chance in that. Because, you know, I think the argument is while you're sitting there applying your lateral logic, you know, what if it isn't? What if the device they found wasn't the one that idiot security firm left behind? But what if there's another one there? But that makes no sense. Because if you have a a mock-up of an attack, and presumably... Lots of institutions and organisations who feel they're at threat do that. That doesn't make any sense. If you if you do do if you do plant things for dogs to find, then there will always they will always that has always happened. There has always been a fake device in an area. Does that mean you can never ever move on from that on the basis that once upon a time you had a fake device in your building? Can you Therefore, be sure? you must always assume. Alison, when they found the fake device, could they be 100% immediately sure that the fake device that they found, well, that A, the device was fake, and B, that the, it was the one that the security firm had left behind? Well, also... No, they destructed it before knowing, no? What do you mean you logged them in? You don't go around planting fake bombs without making sure everybody... The police and the, okay, yeah, the management okay, know no, no, where no. you've right. left them. Okay, obviously, there's it's no the question. Dogs that are being you obviously, tested, you not, obviously want to. You obviously want to keep track of your devices, and presumably, some idiot went there like, "Oh, look, I had 20 fake bombs, and now I only have 19. Gee, where did the other one go?" I agree with you there, right? But I'm just imagining whoever's in charge of security at Old Trafford, and they find a, a device. They're not sure if it's fake or real. Yes, they know they were testing them a few day, a few days earlier. I wouldn't want to be the one who takes a chance on saying, oh, well, clearly this must be the, the fake one the security people left behind and not the one that some other psychopath put there. But Gab, the, 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 I, I can't the, blame them for evacuating the stadium. Yeah, no, yeah, I, agree. I think they did really well with it. Which is that as soon as that is found and that they announce the Operation Code Red over the Tannoy at Old Trafford, there is a process in place. You have to go through the process. That's how these things work. Precisely. So as soon as... I, I, mean, I wouldn't pretend to know exactly, but I would imagine that involves the, a police logistics detachment coming. They analyse it. They then get a bomb expert in. They then call the Royal Logistics Corps. There is a process to go through, so they don't really have it. They may well have known, not immediately, but they may well have known relatively quickly right. that that was the likely explanation, but they have to go through those. That's how security works, and it's the way security should work. Hey, so the game's obviously been postponed now to Tuesday night. It becomes kind of an irrelevant game. 
It's interesting. I, I just leave you this thought, Julian. I, I love my conspiracy theories. <laughs> Ollie K spread a conspiracy theory that I hadn't thought of by debunking it on Twitter, which is basically saying, like, it's kind of thing like, I can't believe, I'm paraphrasing here, Ollie, I can't believe some conspiracy theories are suggesting that United might have planted this so that <laughs> so that they could get the game delayed and therefore have an advantage vis-a-vis Manchester City, I guess, in the race for fourth place. It's a classic thing where, like, once you once you say this, by the way, it's not true. It's kind of like, if, you know, like I said, like, oh, it's not true that, you know, Rory Smith eats his boogers. I'm already planting that idea out there, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to give us any credence, right? No. Good. So we can move on. Sorry, Ollie. But they and- lose two days of, you know, preparation for the FA Cup final, though. It's you play Tuesday night instead of playing Sunday afternoon. Palace plays in the afternoon. You've got yeah, no, no. no but whether it, you think it is, not. It, it is, it is disruptive. I also do uh. kind of wonder though about that. It's not like they have to travel or anything. From Voiceover describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. Voiceover on settings, so you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar. Double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from ten to eleven. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, they're still there in Manchester, you know, I... I don't think it's going to be a huge deal, but obviously it would have been better. Yeah, no, I don't know. Imagine just like someone like Martial twist his ankle or something on Tuesday night. If he had done it on Sunday afternoon, he would have had more time to recover for Saturday. Right. Then, then he would have on Tuesday night. So it's just not ideal. For but stop. surely, with fourth place being gone, Van Hal sends out the kids on Tuesday. Yeah, he can yeah, go play all those guys so. you know we've and never heard of. And then even more booed Old Trafford for his last game ever. There. So who? So he puts the kids, they get beaten by Bournemouth, and Van Gaal gets booed even more for his last ever game out of traffic. Do you think Van Gaal cares if people boo him? Do you think Van Gaal cares what you think? And yeah, I, know, I, I, I hope Amy doesn't, because... Julian told him a fraud about 18 <laughs> yes. I don't think Van Gaal... Just, I, I think Van Gaal's just one of those uber-confident people just doesn't really care what other people maybe, maybe. think. Or it's not nice being booed by 76,000 people if you lose against Bournemouth on a Tuesday night. Though. Right, moving on. Roberto Martinez Roberto. is no longer the Everton manager. I think it's safe to say that we, we, we saw this uh, coming. I have to say this about him, and, and I'd love to get your views. He really went from sort of being bright young thing to to really the recipient of a lot of bile and venom for a lot of people. And I can understand it from, from Everton fans because it's, it's their club. But I also feel kind of neutral. It's kind of said like, oh, we love the story of Roberto coming over 23 and playing in the lower divisions. And and then, you know, he does it, he does it right. And he's the perfect blend of Catalan culture and and, uh, and and English culture and Welsh culture. And look at this. And and then all of a sudden, he's like some kind of dolt who just talks nonsense. Who like, you know, oh, look, we lost 4-0. Well, we played well. But, you know, like, Rory, is it the delivery? Is it the stuff he said that kind of made him look worse than 
in, in, in the eyes of, again, not Everton fans, but, but the general public? It's certainly from what, from what I gathered a couple of months ago doing a piece on it. Yeah, in terms, for Everton fans, it was the, the relentless positivity, um, the pathological sunniness, Alison, that, that started nice phrase, to, to great after a while. I think in terms of the general public, yeah, there's a little bit of Rogersitis. I think. That, that there was a feeling maybe that you were trying to be sold something. I really like Roberto. I've got a lot of time for him. Appears to have fallen out a little bit. But I think he's a good manager. I think he'll get another job in England. I would hope that this doesn't. he doesn't suffer from what Paul Lambert suffered, which is that it goes wrong at a club, partly through your own fault and partly through stuff out of your control. And you, you kind of, that, that's it. That's your career done. I think that's, a, that's too harsh. But I think there was a feeling among people, even dating back to Wigan, that Martinez, however good the game he played was, taught a much better one. And after a while, I think that, that does start to grate on people. I've found the bile directed at him from both people outside Everton and Everton supporters uncomfortable. I think it's, it's the same to an extent with Wenger. I think it, there, there comes a point where you sort of think, look, you've got to sort of rein this in a little bit because it, there's this race to be the most kind of, not offensive, but the most kind of aggressive towards this person who you've decided isn't up to the job and it and it it sits really uncomfortably with me as as with brendan rogers there was this sense that that people felt that they were being sold something and i think british people in particular resent that my theory is that it it went wrong for him when um john stones was linked with chelsea and he put in a transfer request stones and martinez said oh he put the request in by accident and that's how he glossed over the whole incident. And I kind of feel that's when people started to think, that doesn't make any sense. Roberto, do you actually believe? <laughs> do you believe what you're saying? And if you do, that's not good. And if you don't and you're saying it, that's not good either. Because that is a slightly... I love him too. I love him too, Rory. I think he's, a, he's, he's got a lot going for him as a manager and as a, an individual. He's incredibly lovely. But it's just a very peculiar way of handling that whole stone. That whole stone things, I think, was debilitating to Everton and to the defence and to Martinez. But to, to come up with the theory that Stones put in a transfer request by accident, he, he said it to me. He definitely said it. It's just peculiar. But, but Julian, the he, worst, the worst with Martinez. Sorry, Gab, is is I think the worst. By the way, can I just say? Can I just say right uh, on this point? Thank you, Rory, for pronouncing his name correctly. I just want to emphasize that you can call him Martinez when Martinez. you choose to. Uh, Julian, of course, does it does yeah. it naturally because yeah. he was a big Two Live Crew fan yeah. Yeah. in the uh, late 80s. Alison, you probably weren't into that sort of rap music, so you get a pass. You are the only <laughs> person you. on this podcast Thank allowed you. to continue calling him Martinez. Please proceed. No, I was just saying, the, the, the Leighton Benz incident was, I think, was the worst that can even happen to a manager. Oh. You know, whoever you are, whether <laughs> Sorry, you're... So just to fill in, Leighton Benz gives an interview where he says that maybe the chemistry isn't what it could be or something <laughs> to that effect. I think pretty milk toast actually. And then, he basically, what, he has to apologise for? He makes him apologise and whatever? Yeah, and I, I just, and then the, the fans put out a banner saying, like, you know, Leighton Bain is one of ours, you know, and, and all of that. And I think for, for manager, wherever you're coming from, whoever you are, whether you've got good reason or not, it's, it's just not nice, I think, to have one of your key players. And, and I do think that he lost his senior players very early right. in his Everton career, probably even last season. You can't compete against that I think you know if, we, if the momentum of the especially the the leaders of your dressing room are against you then then it's it's, it's over we are talking about a manager who while they did spend well, actually started doing worse once they started spending more heavily but he did obviously win the FA Cup at Wigan but he also I think he, they, again I'm going off the top of my head people can pull me up on Twitter 
Didn't they finish sort of sixth or fifth? Fifth in the fifth, fifth yeah. You can make an argument. No, no, but but I'm more interesting. I, I appreciate his decline, Roy, but I, I want to throw to you. Does that show that he's act, he can actually be good and if he's clever, he can learn from some of the mistakes he made and come back and as a much better manager? Yeah, without question. There's no, there, there, should, there should be no assumption that Roberto Martinez, because he's... <laughs> He sounds just sounds like I'm taking the. <laughs> because he's fa- he. You can still pronounce him with your Yorkshire accent. Just put the emphasis on Martinez rather than Martinez. I might say in proper Yorkshire, Martinez, because he his last two years were anticlimactic. That shouldn't be confused with this is a man who is without merit as a manager, and that's part of the problem with a lot of managers now that you see that they they do badly in one job, and then everyone decides that means they are entirely terrible. So you get people changed with with Benitez. Funnily enough that. There was a point where he was linked with Newcastle three or four years ago, and loads of Newcastle fans were saying, well, no, he's not good enough for us. And you think, hang on, this is a fellow who's won the European Cup. And it's the same with Martinez. There's no reason that he shouldn't be given a job lower down the Premier League or top of the Championship sort of thing, because it didn't work out at Everton. Um, but you can equally make the case that his success in that first season was because he inherited David Moyes' defence, and that when he had to put a defence together himself, it wasn't quite as sort of impermeable. A sort of a, a miniature version of, of the Wenger thing at Arsenal where the first 10 years is built on a defence that he inherited and an attack that he created. You can apply the same logic to, to Martinez. Quick quick whip round, one word answer. More likely to come back and have a successful managerial career. Martinez or Brendan? <laughs> You've asked this before. I know, I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Alison. Weirdly, I'm not going to go and change my mind. Martinez. Yeah, I agree. Both. Who's no, going to have on, the better Rory, career going like, forward is both. Yeah. I don't know who's going to have the better career. That's I mean, why I'm asking you. I yeah, think that your guess? Martinez has, is probably slightly further along and also doesn't have, the, crucially, doesn't have the, the same... The bile towards Martinez from the general public is not the same as the bile towards Rodgers. Yeah, I think Rodgers is more baggage in, uh, in that regard. Another manager who's, uh, who's leaving us, which caused massive consternation among some people on Match of the Day. I think mostly people who didn't spend a lot of time reading up on, on Watford and how that club is run is Kike Sanchez-Flores. I think he's a really, really, really good manager. Just maybe not the right manager for this club to continue. That's my view. Rory, what's your, what's your take? Exactly the same, Jab. I think you, you, you can criticize, criticize the Potsers all you like, but th- there is a logic in that they have had a woeful second half of the season and that in their model where the manager isn't kind of given this huge kind of philosophical control over the club where the manager is just another employee that he hasn't performed in the last six months so you can see you can see why they've decided to make a change because it is so important not to if they if he can't rescue them from this slump at the start of next season then they don't have to sack him then anyway so it is better to do it now i like kite a lot I think he's an excellent manager. I think he'll probably get a, a bigger job than Watford this summer because of what he's done. But I can see why the Potters have done it. But can't you see? I do. I do get it. I do get it. And I, and I also get the argument that this is sensible ownership. Why wait for things to get really bad before you get rid of a manager? Identify the problems you have early, even if they look make you look unpopular. But I, do you not see the inherent lack of logic in saying, "Oh, he's going to get a better job than the Watford job"? But he's not good enough for Watford. I, it is a bit. It I, is a bit quirky. I, 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 think, I think the argument. What people forget about Kiki Sanchez Torres is if you look where he was before. He's had some really big jobs, and I don't mean it's any disrespect to Watford. He is by CV. He's not a Watford standard manager. He is a guy who, who really should be managing a top six club in a major European league. I think he took yeah. a gamble. He took some humility. He said, "I'm going to come to England. I'm going to take a step back and fight to avoid relegation. I want to prove that." that I can do it, 
But, you know, Watford also know that if he does well, he's going to bolt, which is why, as Rory said, they have a system that's not contingent on the, on the manager. One thing I want to add to this is their business model, the Pozzo family, works on spending enormous amounts of money on scouting and the players they've, they've scouted and brought in identified young. It's just an unbelievable list from, from Alexis Sanchez to Oliver Bierhoff to, to goodness knows what. And you have to play the kids. Uh, they don't want, you know, you can play the veterans to stay up. But then after that, you know, we want you to promote the kids because we're going to go and we're going to sell them on. What happened at Watford this year was they're flying along. They have, I think, 29 points after the first 19 games of the season. Tremendous. And he decides that he wants two veterans, Amrabat, to be a backup center forward, even though he never played center forward before. And Mario Suarez, who's sort of a veteran midfielder, former Atletico Madrid, in, uh, in midfield to go and build on this. And they said, okay, fine. But, you know, we'll take a run at Europe. But if that doesn't work out, we have all these really talented youngsters that we really like. And we would like you to play, like like Bergheis and, and Ulare. And they didn't, weren't able to make that run at the top six. And he still didn't play Bergheis and, and Ulare. I don't think Ulare's played at all this season, you know. So, and then for next season, again, their plan, I think it's, it's an open secret, is they've got these, these two young players at like Granada, Peñaranda, who's just 18, and, and uh, this other guy wonderfully named Success, uh, who they want to bring in to sort of be the backup strikers or, you know, maybe share time if, if either Igalo or, or Troy Dini leave. And, you know, his line was, no, we need to kick on. We need to spend more money so that we can, you know, we show this year we can do it. I think it's fine from Kike's perspective, but it's not right for this for this group of people, for, 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 for this ownership and the model that they've been running for, for the last three decades. Yeah, and I think, I think for, for him as well for Kike Sanchez Flores he lives he will leave the club on a high you know he's done a great job yeah. at Watford sorry everybody could see them going down at the start of the season he kept them have had a good run in the cup he's going to get you know he doesn't leave like sorry he's leaving really vindicated I think in the job he's done and that for him is great and I'm not saying that you know he wanted to be sacked or anything like that he wanted to go because I think maybe he would have liked to stay but now he also knows that he will get a much bigger club because what he's done at Watford will, will, will be seen by a lot of people in Europe as a great yeah. job. Let me just repeat this for yeah. the record, even though it applies to last season because they'll no doubt bring it up. Uh, their first manager last season, uh, San Nino, decided that uh, he'd had enough of England and he went home for personal reasons. Their second manager last season, Oscar, had a heart attack and had to go to the hospital and was told that for health reasons you can no longer manage. Their third manager, Billy McKinley, was there on an interim basis. Their fourth manager was the beloved Slavisa Jukanovic, and people say, well, he took them up. No, he did a very good job coaching the first team, which is what you do when you're on a Watford club. They didn't think Jukanovic was the right guy for the Premier League. I think at Fulham, if I'm not, I don't follow the championship, Rory and Allison, I'm sure you guys follow the championship more closely than me. I believe Fulham have a big wage bill and have spent a lot of money. And have they been promoted? They have not. You Are they somewhere you near the bottom of the table? Okay, which yeah, may, speak to, may speak to, to Fulham's dysfunction, but... It just shows that, you know, Jokanovic isn't Mr. Instant Stardust either. Yes. Yeah, but I have a question. What do you make of Walter Mazzari, and do you think he'll do well in England? Walter Mazzari would not be my choice for, <laughs> for Watford manager. I think it's a, it's a curious decision. He had some really major personality conflicts when he was at Inter, and you can chalk that up to Inter being a dysfunctional, horribly run basket case of a club. And so maybe you don't put the blame on him. But he also fell out with people towards the end at Napoli. I don't think his football is, is much to, to shout about. And he also kind of gives me the sense of somebody who 
somebody who has big ambitions beyond Watford still and, and who can't handle being out of the game. And this is an age-old problem, I think. When clubs go interview managers, managers tell them what they want to hear. And then when they get into the job, then they do what managers do. And the Have fundamental... you enjoyed the fact that the new trend, like three years ago, everyone wanted like someone who looked a bit like Pep and was like young and wore jumpers and, and kind of came through... And they want somebody who looks like Dustin Hoffman? Do you like the fact that now everyone's going out and getting really old Italian managers? Is Mazzari really old? He's 54. Not young. Not that old either. It's not that old, but you, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, he, it's suddenly like, let's get an Italian. Let's appoint Francesco Guidolin. Right, how about some quick hits? John Terry was much seated at Stamford Bridge and addressed the crowd, but was rather coy about his future. Um, Allison, he's been offered a contract. We're not really clear on the terms uh, or to what degree it's a playing contract versus non-playing contract. Can you explain to us why you would possibly say no, since you're clearly going to be unhappy anywhere else? It's just about money. Even if they keep you around just to lay out the cones, it's hard, to, hard for people to understand why you wouldn't say yes. Oh, I think John Terry believes what he says when he says it, but he really is a heart-on-the-sleeve sort of guy. But I think he's also incredibly proud. If he or the people he listens to tell him that the contract he's been offered is in any way an insult to his great service to the club, he won't take it. Even though he says he could never play in another Premier League club, I wouldn't be surprised to see him do that if he felt it was uh, a just reward for his career as opposed to just, as you say, putting the cones out at Cobham. He was at West Ham when he was really, really, really young, wasn't he? In the, in the youth team? No, he's one of our own. It's just, just so weird to imagine him anywhere else. Anyway, Spurs face plant at the final hurdle, losing 5-1 at Newcastle and letting second place slip through their fingers. Rory, it's easy to joke about St. Totteringham's Day. I believe somebody's already done that on this uh, podcast. But is there a broader lesson here? Uh, there is, I think, yeah. I think Matthew Syed would find one. I, of course he would. Uh, I think there is. I think that they've not been helped by the suspensions, obviously. But they lost their tool and their composure a little bit in the in the final running. Pochettino's been talking all year about how young Spurs are. That They have the youngest first uh, first team, I think, the average age in Europe. Uh, this is this, Their last four games have been proof that they still have a lot to learn. By the way, mad props to Pochettino for coming out after the game and talking about how terrible they were and how... You know, basically speaking truth to to the fans and to everybody. I know he can he can do it because he's in a privileged position, but still, relative to some of the nonsense that some of his colleagues come up with, that was refreshing. Tottenham's defeat, coupled with Arsenal's thumping of Aston Villa and Olivier Giroud's hat trick, means uh, Arsene Wenger enjoys his best league finish in eleven years. Given the number of Arsenal players who tried to cram into our team of the season, yep. Julian, I'm guessing you're going to argue that some of the criticism directed at Wenger is a bit over the top, and there's nothing to see here, and everything's fine, and Arsene knows. Everything is not fine. I, I understand the frustration, and I understand that it was not very pretty all season for Arsenal, and that there's, there's still some, um, there's a lot of things missing for them to, to win the league. However, just be careful what you wish for because you could get rid of Arsene Wenger and who knows who would come in and then for a long time you wouldn't even see the second place or the third place or the fourth place. So I think for now, he's the right man and then someone will come up who will do a better job than him. See, Julian petting the line that there'd be some kind of massive rebuild if Wenger left as if Arsenal don't have one of the top four wage bills and they don't have better resources than just about anybody else and so automatically anybody who replaces Wenger is going to have to start like from, from 12th place yes very very sensible Julian <laughs> Liverpool draw 1-1 at West Brom but it's okay because it's all about the Europa League Alison I think uh, your allegiance is well known I'm not outing you 
Where does this rank on your personal excitement scale? What, a 1-1 at the Hawthorns? Uh, no, 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 no. The prospect <laughs> of the Europa League Wednesday night or a Champions League playoff, as some people call it. Well, let's just say I've spent rather a lot of money getting to the Europa League final and I am anticipating a good result and I think it's desperately important. Uh, Champions League place, Klopp can attract uh, A-star talent, clear out players who aren't good enough and make an assault for the Premier League title. It is incredibly important. Plus Mario, <laughs> I'm still thinking about it, Rory. Plus Mario could be back next season, so that'll be a boost. Ollie Kay writes in today's Times that it's time for Louis van Gaal to go. It's not yeah. the most original sentiment, perhaps, uh, but he argues it more eloquently than most. Rory, I'm assuming you probably can't be as eloquent as Ollie on this one, but uh, do you agree with him? I can't be as eloquent as Ollie on anything, Jab, you know that. Um, I do, I think that if Van Gaal stays and all you get at United next year is, as soon as they lose a game, is loads of question marks over his future, Jose Mourinho being randomly photographed in lots of different spots, uh, and his representatives saying things to certain journalists, uh, and it all gets very messy again, so I think in everybody's interest, this, the truck final should be Van Gaal's swan song. Slatan said farewell to the Parc de Prince this weekend. Julien, set the scene, please. Tell us what happened. And give us percent of the chances on where he will go. And maybe even tell me, am I insane for thinking that maybe actually he will be back just because he enjoyed the party so much and he can have another farewell next year? No, because he's not gonna, was, he might not get a better deal in a better environment somewhere else. It was a great day. Maybe over the top, you could argue, and, and I would agree with that. Stopping the game? I know, but it's Zlatan. You know, there's nothing good enough for Zlatan. They, they gave masks, like Zlatan, you know, those masks that you put, paper masks that you put on your face, and, and his kids came on the pitch when he was uh, substituted, and one uh, Vincent had a uh, legend number 10 at the back. And uh, Maximilian had King number 10 on the back. He was all grey. He was close to tears. He lifted the French League trophy. It was fantastic. He will go, unfortunately. I mean, you know, even the great things always have to end at some point. And I think he might go to MLS. I think that'd be interesting. Although, I still think he's good enough to play in, 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 in some, some top club in, in Europe. If Paris Saint-Germain don't sign a superstar, if for whatever reason they can't get Cristiano, they can't get James... And given and maybe Slatan watches some MLS on television during the <laughs> during the Euros and says, I can't I go to the LA Galaxy. I don't really want to be here. And maybe he gets on the phone with Frank Lampard, who tells him what a great time he's been having yep. in, uh, in New York City. Reads up on the smog reports in China and stuff like that. And Mourinho does not get the United job, and he realizes that he'd be insane to go back to Milan. What chance that he just says, Hey, hello, Nasser, it's me, Slatan. Can I come back? I know. That, I would love that. I mean, is that a wanted, possibility? I don't think so. He wanted a two-year deal, a new two-year deal. He's thirty-five in October, third of October. I think the club thought, like, no, that's that's too much, especially after what he did in the Champions League against City. That I think the club really felt a bit let down, and they thought it was time to move on. Like his, you know, his time had been great. Like we said, especially in the league, thirty-eight goals and twenty-nine starts and two sub appearances this no, year. No, it's amazing. It is what, amazing. What greater honour? can there be towards Latin than knowing that he broke the rule for quick hits and you've just talked and yeah. talked about well, him without going beep, 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 beep. Because, it's Latin. because it's Latin. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. There is no greater honour. I've got a question for you, Gab. So it wasn't much of a surprise. Oh God, I began a sentence with so, so somebody shoot me. It wasn't much of a surprise since they scored straight away then added to it, but Barcelona defeated Granada to secure the La Liga title. The La No to secure the Liga title, with Real Madrid finishing a single point behind. 
Any wise words for a scab on Luis Enrique and Zinedine Zidane? Yes, Zinedine Zidane, all told, um, I was wrong about him. I thought he was going to, I thought for a million and one reasons, I thought it was a really risky appointment. Um, but he did what it said on the 10. Uh, I think it's something like 26 games, 21 wins, two draw, uh, three draws, two defeats. One of them are pretty much irrelevant because he turned around against Wolfsburg, the other one against Atletico in the league. He hasn't fought with anybody. He's generally kept everybody happy. He's played Casemiro, which Rafa found it difficult to do. Not Rafa's fault. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we all got Zizou wrong, although the big challenge is the rebuilding job ahead. As for Barcelona, I want to say this. Jared Pique came out and said we had to win the league tight twice this year, and he's right. I think in some ways this is the most impressive league win that they've had in the last eight years, and they've won six leagues in that time because they watched in early April as they got knocked out of the Champions League as their lead win went from eight points to zero points, and then they came back with sort of this tremendous run at the end of the season. I think that that you know, take some cojones um, on the part of players. So a well-earned league title, I think, for Bar- for Barcelona. Right, that's all we've got time for today. Many, many, many thanks to my excellent guests today, Julian Lawrence, Alison Rudd, Rory K. Smith, who came late because he was talking to the legendary Monchi. And uh, you can press that subscribe button. Uh, we're going to be back next week for our final podcast of the season. It's going to be a special podcast where we're going to get everybody on. Uh, no, it's not going to be. It's just going to be me, Syed, and Kit Simons. Won't that be good? <laughs> um, remember, you can get exclusive football highlights free as part of your subscription. Just £12 for a 12-week trial. And all you need to do is search The Times online. Actually, you need to do a little more than just search The Times online. You need to search for The Times online and then actually sign up and hand over bank or credit card details. But it is easy and straightforward to do. And in my humble opinion, since I'm a happy subscriber and have been for a long time, it's definitely worth it. Till next time. Bye-bye. Your subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times now comes with access to every Barclays Premier League goal. Refresh your app, choose your team, accept notification, and you're away. Thank you for downloading. To discover more, head to thetimes.co.uk. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.